0: Hello, uh, good evening, and welcome to a, a limited amount of listeners and viewers. S- small podcast, which is not Roma Press, and they criticised Jose Podcast. Welcome to the Magic Cast. Welcome to episode one six eight. Uh, we are reviewing the Roma draw away at Sassuolo uh, with me tonight. I've got Imran, who's probably on cloud nine after what happened in uh, in the cricket this morning. But how are you? It
1: was a good morning, but then. To you know, Roma always find a way to mess it up. But yeah, here we are.
0: We've got a lot to un- unpackage this evening. There's a bit, a bit of a chaotic aftermath of the game and uh, it's all going off at Roma at the moment. We'll talk about what happened after the game, after we talk about the performance. So Sassuolo won, Roma won. Tammy Abraham scored his third Serie A goal of the season and his fourth goal in all competitions with a fine header on the 80th minute. And then just three to four minutes later, Pinamonti, who had no service most all of the game, got ahead of Chris Smalling um, and tapped home from close range. The game ended one all. There was some fine Italian justice from Ferrari to the referee on the 92nd minute. It was brilliant. Then the referee stopped a counter attack, which could have been chaotic for Roma, but disappointing. Once again, Imran had the game won. dropped deeper and deeper for, uh, before Sassuolo's goal, but there were some problems during the game. I think it was a bit mediocre again, the the dreaded word that has been said a lot on, the, on our WhatsApp group.
1: Yeah, it was. It was another poor quality game, especially it was overall a very poor performance uh, where we never really managed to take control of the game. Um, some half chances here and there, but uh, uh, same old story. I mean, all over again, and uh, so I'm not really surprised. Uh, this is what you get when you play like that you might score a goal because you have the qualitative superiority, so there you are, you have great, greater chances to. Score a goal based because of your quality when you face opponents like Sassuolo uh, because you have a better uh, better team. Uh, but um, then uh, equally remember they also had some good chances. Uh, Patricio made some good saves, so I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it was uh, it was undeserved that the match ended in a tie. I think uh, I think they deserved at least a point. Shame they got it through. You know, counterattack against you when you are one nil up. I don't know how how that's uh, possible, but apparently, you know, there will be repercussions uh, because Mourinho was very harsh in his uh, press conference after the game, basically indirectly singling out the player for betraying his team's efforts with unprofessional attitude and he went as far as saying that the player has been told to find a new club uh, in january wow i found that very harsh to be honest i mm. mean the there can be you can do you know a lot of things but to go out publicly like that against a player in your team that's i think that's uh, that's not how I, how I would have dealt with the, the situation but um, But we know that's how Mourinho does it, that's his style. Um, Nothing to say about that because it's a personal preference. Some people like it that way that he's so direct. Uh, Oh, by the way, Dzeko scored a really good goal. in Ah,
0: Against Bologna. Sorry,
1: yeah, sorry, continue.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't have that on in the background. I was going to have it on, but no, I've watched too much football in the last couple of days. I might yeah. I, tell me I might watch Lazio Monza tomorrow, but we, we digress. <laughs> we digress. But yeah, I, I I agree. But I'll let you continue.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think it's uh, I think it's harsh. Uh, I think it's uh, it's not uh, because when you go out like that, uh, it's only going to go one way. Because uh, some players in the dressing room might have sympathy with Carstor because they are teammates. They've been there for some time and. They uh, they might not like so it can backfire it can you know you can start losing the dressing room and once you start doing that it will get even more difficult uh, we've seen before uh, when uh, Spalletti lost the dressing room uh, okay. in 2000 yeah before that 2008 2009 it was when he had been on uh, you know he has basically convinced uh, all the star players to stay and then. Uh, a year later he went to meet Abramovich, and of course the squad was very pissed uh, with that. Yes, so we, we were
0: struggling. We,
1: yes, yes. Yeah. So we were struggling then. We struggled when Ranieri lost the dressing room. We struggled when Zema lost the dressing room. I mm, mean, Garcia. Uh, Rudy Garcia, when, He's you know, so the team was not simply, be, yeah. yeah, when they were simply not following his instructions anymore. And, I mean, those coaches had different challenges. But if you start, I think, if you start going against the players publicly like that, irrespective of the crime they've committed, uh, I think uh, you're basically digging your own grave um, and you can go in the wrong direction. That's my honest opinion. And I'm saying that not just based on the situation or who's involved, just knowing the history of the club and what has happened in the past. Mm. We know that there will be groups that will support Karstorp uh, because he's their teammate and also because they know that they could be next. I mean, let's say a player like Kumbula because he's been there in the same situation Mm -hmm. before. He took it quite well back then, Uh, but now we're talking about uh, a player who has been more or less established in the first team uh, for the past two, three years. So you're not talking about some 19 or 20-year-old guy who came from USA uh, six months earlier. We're talking about an established player. So it's a bold move. Uh, It's a bold move. Uh, So we have to see how it Turns out, but uh, my initial uh, my initial feeling is that uh, it's not a path that you would like to uh, go. Even though you're right, I'm not questioning. uh, I'm not debating whether uh, whether it's true or not. I'm just questioning uh, the fact that uh, dealing with it in that way is the right thing to do or not. So, I think this should be dealt. Uh, behind closed doors yeah.
0: yeah he does have previous because you did mention it last season was it the five players in the Bodo Glimp game he f- threw them under the bus uh, I don't think uh, only one of them s- started playing again after January last season that was Maris Kumbula it was what Diawara Darbo Gonzalo Villar uh, Boja Mayoral, and Marish Kumbula wasn't it the five players that yeah. got threw under the bus and then Kumbula Played well in some games. It seems very harsh. Karsdorp did walk down the tunnel, didn't he? Into the dressing room after he was substituted on um, Sunday in yeah. the derby. Um, he could have been at fault for the goal this evening. Uh, the ball got over the top to Lorienté, who was causing so much problems to the to the right side of the defence. But small in, it could have been... Uh, got caught up by Pierre Monte. But it just seems you you don't do this in public. You keep this behind closed doors. You just keep this between the squad. We um, did the same thing to Tommy Abraham in, in a week, didn't he? We threw him under the bus because it seems to me that Tommy Abraham could be thinking about the world cup, which is what? 10, 11 days away. And England announced their squad tomorrow. Yeah, And just remember Cheech, the Brazilian coach announced his squad Um and Roger Banias didn't get into it after his mistake during uh, over the weekend. And I know he's not a Roma player, but there was some footage of Mateus Cunha, the Atletico, Atletico Madrid forward, not taking the news pretty well after he was not included in the squads. Um, but yeah, it, this there seems to be, it's not going to end well. I, I think it's going to go one of two ways and I think it's going to go the latter. <laughs>
1: I agree with you, and it, it's an important detail that you mentioned that Carstens went straight to the, you know, dressing room after the uh, after he was substituted, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's not a good sign. Uh, I think that's probably part of the reason why he started on the bench today um also it could have been you know rotation uh, it's difficult yeah. to say but i think i don't think he was happy with that uh, reaction and on top of that he did, he's uh, to blame for the goal because of his you know incredibly incredibly poor positioning poor positioning yeah. uh, and um and then he's being singled out yeah we'll have to see
0: um on the game did you like the changes that Jose made? It made a bit of freshness into the squad. It was good to see Eldor Shamaradov play, get some minutes, should have scored. He actually, I thought he did pretty well and shouldn't have been taken off because Sassuolo play. The most ridiculous high line you'll ever see in Italian football. Um, and he got in between Ferrari and the other centre back. Was it Jeremy Tolian? Uh Who may have been playing at right back, but he got in and created some chances. I just don't think that he really should have been substituted off the pitch because he was getting in behind. He was causing a bit of chaos between him and Zaniolo. But that—that's my opinion. <laughs> um, what did you think of the the changes that Jose made?
1: Well, to begin with, the changes he made uh, from the start uh, to start uh, Volpato and uh, Shomorodov, these were, ch- and even Celik, these were changes that uh, had to happen based on you know the incredibly poor performances by the players involved that didn't play today. So anything else would have been uh, a bit strange, I would say. Um, Shamora, though he was uh, he came with a bit of added energy because he had to he had to prove a lot he, he was given a chance so you're eager to prove yourself and um, he did that uh, but um, I think uh, when you play against Asuolo like you said Highline they play they give you a lot of space uh, that you can counter attack on but uh, but we we had we were there but Somehow we managed to fumble uh, potentially good counterattacks, mm-hmm. so we weren't able to uh, convert them into real danger situations. It's only something missing uh, from uh, you know becoming a a big chance. It's often a pass missing or a small detail. So uh, and in, in the second half, I think I think the first half we looked. Still a bit better, but in the second half we were, I think we were awful until you know until we got the goal,
0: and then we sat back and then they uh, hit us with a a long ball over to Loriente and he caused chaos and Pinamonte scored from close range. It was just it it was like two steps forward, four steps back. You got the goal, and then yeah, yeah.
1: we did. And remember, you know uh, the. Those people who have been defending Roma, not only Mourinho fans, but uh, Roma fans who have been pretty happy with the way Roma have played uh, because we've had, uh, you know, our XG has been good. Now we have a few games where our XG has been, uh, you know, oh, uh. Uh, yeah, poor. We lazio had higher uh, XG on Sunday, I mean, not too much, but still it was a bit it was higher than ours at least meaning they had a better game and then you have uh, today sasula had a better xg than us meaning that uh, it's suggesting that that xg we were talking about before uh, probably wasn't all that and it it's also you know i wonder uh, i have uh, i have thought about this and you know when you think about just uh, the way we play because you know there are different ways to play football. There's a reactive uh, way and there's a proactive way. I mm-hmm. mean, you have a reactive approach in your play. Pro- our football is very reactive, meaning we play defensively. We wait for our opponents to commit mistakes so we can counterattack. Uh, so, so th- that's usually what we do. Because if you if we are gi- if you are being put in a position where our proactive side has to, has to do something. We are unable to do it because we don't really know what to do. Uh, and that's, for instance, when we have to, when we have possession, when we have to dominate it, when we have to create, you know, goal scoring chances from systematic moves, we are not able to do it or creating, you know, Mini transitions or transitions in the quick transitions where we can move the ball around quickly have movements passes we are not able to do it so but i, I have nothing uh, i don 't have a problem with uh, with um, any of the you know methods or ways of playing it 's just that you have to be somehow capable of being comfortable. Uh, with both uh, methods because you will be put in different situations during the games. And uh, if you are a goal down, for instance, in the derby, your other side has to uh, has to show what it's good for. And we haven't been able to do that. And so uh, mentioning that, uh, I'll come to my point, which is I've, I, what I've been thinking about is that, you know, how many of our XG chances have come through counterattacks Versus established play because that's that's very important because if most of our chances have come through counterattacks and you end up in situations like um, for instance in the derby or you play smaller sides where they don't give you the spa- space that sh- uh, you want or you would prefer they will lock down lay down deep and um, which means. Less number of counterattacks for you, then of course your XG will be influenced by that. So I don't have it. Uh, I don't have the answer because I don't have. I haven't looked it up because, uh, to be honest, I don't know how to look up the two differences. But it will be interesting to see uh, what the difference are because if our XG is higher mostly when we counterattack, then I think it's uh, it's also a sign of weakness because. You will struggle when you don't get those counterattacks. Right. You should be able to, you should be able to produce uh, xg or chances, uh, quality offensive play um, with possession. Because if you are um, completely handicapped with possession, then it, it will become difficult.
0: Yeah, very interesting, very interesting topic. Um, there was a tweet this evening, straight after the game, by uh, English commentator Patrick Kendrick, who works for the World Feed. a Very excellent commentator, and he does some really interesting YouTube videos uh, at the moment on a day in the life of a commentator, etc., etc. I'm still wishing that he does one on Chat Manager Zero One Zero Two, which I have talked to him about. But he tweeted about when do we start talking about Roma underachieving or being underwhelming? Should we talk about it now?
1: Yeah, why not? I mean, uh, I think he, he said it perfectly. Uh, mm. I think he said top coaches are supposed to inspire their teams to better results than the mere sum of their parts. And it's hard to say Mourinho has done that. It's difficult to argue against that uh, because when you bring in a coach like uh, Mourinho, you expect added value he's the best paid coach in Serie A you expect uh something extra for him uh, from him and uh we haven't uh, seen that uh, especially in Serie A anyway uh, because that's where um, our biggest objective is because we have to play in the Champions League and uh and it's it's uh, it's only right that people start asking questions i know the more homosexuals will be <laughs> all over him and make excuses for him. But that's besides the point. I mean, it's natural that people start asking questions when a team, despite the investments in the summer, play like that, mm-hmm. have absolutely no game plan. And uh, we keep making excuses about injuries, but the same injuries applies for any other team. Inter with Lukaku... And uh, Juventus with their injuries. I mean, big teams have injuries, that's uh, that's how it is. I mean, Inter and Juventus have struggled a lot, but they their problems have been uh different. Look at how Juventus has started picking up pace now, especially in the league. It's um, becoming
0: scary now, and they play tomorrow at Hellas, Florona,
1: yeah, and uh. So I think uh, it's just right to ask questions because mm-hmm. if you don't ask questions then you won't get the answers you can just or you could do like some a certain fan base and just you know make excuses for anything um that's uh, you don't get anywhere with that because like like Patrick said I think he said it perfectly they hired one of the world's most famous coaches to improve on his uh you know uh, former coach uh, record who was Fonseca at that point, and we finish a point ahead in Syria. I mean, of course, we all wanted something more, but the first season you can always forgive because uh, you need time to build your team. But this summer, at least, we got um, we got you know time. We had transfers. We're both in quality players, so this, the team that has been constructed is uh, uh, is very much what uh, Mourinho has been asking for. I think he, it has been constructed. to 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 up to his needs and his um, his wishes, so um, it's natural that you that should expect uh, better performances, quality performances, uh, not just uh, odd results here and there. The performances have to improve, and there has to be a game plan where you can understand what the team is trying to do. There has to be uh, has to be something done. Uh, prior to the games, where 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 you where you can relate to what's being done, and it's really difficult to do that right now.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I think the last month, since the what would you say just after the international break, where the after the game against Atalanta, well, actually I thought Roma did pretty well, but just could not convert their chances uh, away in. So they struggled for large portions of the game and managed to squeak out a two one win, which was brilliant. But then against Lecce you were playing against 10 man Lecce who were struggling at the foot of the table you it was for the very lethargic against Sampdoria against Hellas Verona against HJK Helsinki against Ludo Gretz. and then even the last two games it's been very very hard to watch and you do have to start asking questions and Will those questions, will they be answered in the right sort of manner? There is just one game, one sole game left of this year in Serie A. And for me, I did tweet this out afterwards. I don't know if you would agree with this, but this team is limping over the line for the World Cup break, isn't it? It's just, it looks like a team that's run out of gas in, in a lot of in a lot of games they they seem to be playing with reserved energy. We've mentioned this quite a lot recently. You made the joke that they're playing like the iPhone is on the yellow bar and then it's just on low percentage <laughs> mode all the time. It does feel like that it just seems very poor, very lethargic and they seem to be going down without a whimper
1: yeah I, I mean I think everyone can agree that. Uh, the team is underachieving, mm. you know, underachieving in, in, both in terms of results, secondly, also in terms of performances. They have not been up to par. I mean, we've scored 17 goals in Serie A. I mean, only I think eight teams have scored fewer goals in Serie A.
0: But the it's, XG, man, but the XG, let's talk about the XG, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, because that has gotten us so far. How, how, yeah. how long can you? Speak about XG because at some point yeah, the XG should materialize into <laughs> more goals but hasn't done that it's gone the other direction. I mean our XG has you know shrinked uh, and um, it's getting worse. we're not creating mm-hmm. as much uh, so the XG that everyone is talking about uh, was probably relevant to an extent uh, in the first games you know first um, eight nine games, but since then it has gone downhill and uh, it's difficult to defend that.
0: Yeah. Uh, Sam, that could be our next title for our pod for this pod. Let's talk about the XG. Um, Do you have anything more else to add about tonight's performance?
1: I think, uh, I think we, we, we talked uh, enough about the game.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, We've got one question or one comment um, and it's from the Tony Towner trio. And, the question is or the comment uh, how do we get a performance out of balotti
1: i think uh, it's uh, difficult to get anything out of him you know to expect to get anything out of him now um, on sunday against torino but i think th- the two months he will have to prepare for what's coming in January will be decisive. Mm-hmm. I think he has to work hard in training. He has to work really hard because he has uh, been in a lot of games. He has not been fully fit. Uh, he has not really found his uh, place in the team. It's been too hectic and he has just, you know, been completely out of touch. I think uh, I think time will be decisive. Yeah. I think time will be what uh, what will be... Uh, on his side, in, in January could be the month where he, you know, start finding in form again.
0: I know he didn't really have a preseason. He doesn't look properly fit, does he?
1: No, I mean it's just that everything he touches, you know, becomes uh, turns into shit. I mean, <laughs> he can't put to he it's uh, uh, misplaced passes, uh, mm. awful first touch his positioning in the box is awful and that's a bit disappointing because that's his biggest strength and has been his biggest strength you know he's been a fox in the box but right now nothing seems to be working for him uh but i'm not i'm not drawing any conclusions based mm-hmm. on 2 3 months uh I would like to give him more time i think he could turn out to be useful but uh Right now, he's going through a very difficult spell.
0: I think injuries in the past couple of years may have caught up with him. Uh, I don't think he'll be the striker that had that wonderful run of form. Was that 16-17 or 15-16, where he was just unplayable for Torino?
1: Yeah, he was linked with Chelsea and everything. He scored 26 26 goals in Serie A. He was was a monster back then,
0: yeah. Yeah, and then Cairo decided to put 100 million euros bounty on his head and just look, he left on a free transfer in the summer, and they lost out on potential millions and millions of euros on the on him but it's a shame, but uh, it's a shame that we probably didn't get the balotti of a couple of years ago. I just think he may just be not past it, but I do feel that injuries form maybe a lack of preseason just to, it's caught up with him, yeah, which is a Can shame.
1: Ask. and uh. It is a shame. It is a shame. But as a backup player, I think it could be useful. He just needs to... Uh, I think he just needs a bit of
0: time. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I've got nothing really else to add on to this. Um, apart from social media was fun yesterday, wasn't it? We. Uh, the less we talk about it, the <laughs> better. But no. Um, but do you have anything else to add?
1: Did you read uh, Did you read Yasser's comment? I think Yasser El-Shimi... Oh, the only positive from today's game was Elder's link up play and cutting runs and passes with Volpato. A trio of Tammy Elder and Volpato or Zaniolo would trouble many defenses. Yeah. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, I would I would go with that. I was quite impressed with Volpato. Um, youth, 18, what is he, 18, 18 19? Um,
1: He's 18. He's turning 19 soon.
0: Declines the Australia call up because he wanted to focus on Roma, and I saw some Australian football fans already throw him under the bus, which I think is a little bit unfair. And it was good to see that um, Adriano Delmonte, is uh, it Del Monte, uh, the, uh, the 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 com- not the commentator, the uh, he's been working for EPT Sport. It's, it's pretty much backed his fellow Australian Italian with his comments, but yeah, uh, I was actually quite impressed with. Elder when he came on uh, when he started I I would agree with that because he's the attacker that has pace and you, we saw that raw pace when he was at Genoa in his sole only season with him we haven't seen the best out of him yet have we because he hasn't been given the opportunities because what four weeks before the start of the season he was signed and then what was it four or five days before the season started Roma splashed the cash and signed Tammy Abraham and then yeah yeah but. If we get to see maybe a, a trio of that, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if that would work because Pellegrini's not, not going to play on Sunday because he's out injured, isn't he? But yeah, Valpato, you might see a Valpato Aldor and Tammy slash Zaniolo front three. That that seems to be working because Zaniolo. I actually thought Zaniolo played pretty well this evening, but just didn't really get what he wanted he seemed to drift out wide and create space behind that high line I think he that is more suited to him where a team plays a high line and you can get in behind them so Torino they could play with a high line they do like to play this attractive Gasparini-esque type of football because Ivan Juric is a disciple of Gasparini so we may see that trio again on Sunday could be interesting to see what were your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, it, it could be interesting. I think uh, they. I, I wouldn't mind uh, them playing again, but I think it will be a bit difficult now that time is scored. I think he will. He will, he has, you know, put in a strong case for him to start on, uh, on Sunday. So it'll be interesting to see. But I think um, ultimately you can, you know, start a player here or there, but uh, it won't make too much of a difference. It will be just. Uh, Minor uh, difference, if you because if you especially in the big picture, uh, but sure, why not?
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I pretty much, as I said earlier, before we got sidetracked, I've got nothing else to add, just apart from social media was quite fun yesterday, and just uh, prepared for the backlash again. This is going to be a fun ride. Uh, Imran, do you have anything else to add? No, man. Thanks. Bring the backlash. Bring it on uh thanks again for for joining us on uh another edition of the magic cast you can follow us at lamagicast.com you can find our previous podcasts on the on the website you can find us on all podcast platforms on your apple podcast soundclouds podbean uh spotify i almost blanked at spotify the the, the podcast platform that i use the most um but Thank you again. Imran, it's been an absolute pleasure. Go enjoy yourself and play Dill, Dill, Pakistan on repeat like I did this afternoon.
1: <laughs> we'll do it. Thank uh, you.
0: And uh, cheers. I will be probably back on either Sunday afternoon after the Torino game or Monday evening just before the World Cup break. There will be some podcasts during the World Cup. I probably won't be watching any games of it because I might take a break off social media. And Imran, you're off to Qatar on the 29th, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I'm going to watch uh, four games, uh, so it will, be, it will be fun.
0: What games? Uh, you, if you don't mind me asking, what games are you going to?
1: France, Tunisia. Uh, mm. It will be Ghana, Uruguay. Um, looking forward to that one after the 2010
0: Ten World Cup. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and uh, then the second round matches of. Uh, uh, first was the second, uh, the group games of Brazil and Portugal. So if both of them qualify for the second round, we'll watch the games.
0: You've got some good games. So enjoy yourself. I know it's just a couple of weeks away, but enjoy yourself. You've still got plenty Thank of time you. to in- enjoy Thank yourself. You. But yeah, thanks for joining us. And remember, deal, deal, Pakistan. Deal, deal, <laughs> Pakistan. Ciao. Enjoy the rest of your week, guys.
1: Ciao.